This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 592. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 592. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, mamas. Happy Monday. I hope that you're well. I'm recording this on the grayest of days. (laughs) It's so gray here. And I can't figure out. I'm like, is that why I'm tired? It's very gray. It's wet. It's kind of windy. But I will say I'm looking out my office window and my neighbor's tree has the most beautiful pop of red leaves on it. And it is like a little ray of sunshine. And sometimes that's all you need is like the one little thing, the one pop of red (laughs) to allow you to keep going (laughs) for you to be like, there's my ray of sunshine today. And I'm going to hold on to that tiny bit of magic so that I don't succumb to the grayness and just go lay down and take a nap. (laughs) So wherever you are, I hope that you are starting your week off with a strong start and making sure that you take some time this week to focus on you. That's always an important reminder. And I feel like I haven't reminded you that in a while. I want to make sure that you make sure that you're doing something every week that's just for you. And ideally something every day, even if it's just for a few minutes, something that's just for you, that brings you like 
cozy comfort or brings you fun or brings you energy or just does something to bring back a little vitality, especially as we get into darker seasons. It's really, really important that you're conscientious of that. So we're going to talk about doubt today. And this is a season where just seasonally, like as things start to get darker and grayer, it's easier to lean into doubt and just have that kind of blah feeling. And then we're also in like month 20, going into month 21, maybe of a pandemic. So things are not the perkiest, not the most sunshiny that they've ever been. And I want to check in with you on where you are at with doubt. And so we're going to be talking about how to not let doubt be your default. And this is actually a topic that came up after talking to business coaching clients of mine and actually having multiple calls in a day. This was a while back, having multiple coaching calls in a day with business clients and recognizing that a number of them had doubt set as their default. And we all have defaults, right? We all have things that we program in our head that are just our go-tos. And so some of us, this is around body image, like you get up in the morning and you go to get dressed and you just automatically are like, I hate the way this looks and I don't like the way it looks on my legs or my belly or my butt or whatever. And you, your default around your body is to just trash yourself in the morning when you get dressed and to feel all sorts of negative feelings. Some of you, it might be your work performance where you just don't feel... Maybe you don't feel lit up in your work, or maybe you don't feel qualified in your workplace, or maybe you don't feel like there's space for your voice to be heard. And so you go into negative self-talk about that, about like, this isn't the right environment for me, but I don't have any other options. And you get into this place of like negative self-talk and self-doubt around your work. Maybe it's about certain relationships. Maybe you're in a relationship, whether it's in your marriage or a friendship or family relationship where you don't feel seen. And so maybe your doubt there and your default there is around this person never sees me and they only can see their own point of view and they never make space to listen to me. And that becomes your default there. So I want you to think about what are your defaults in these different settings. And especially as we move through motherhood, it's really easy to get to create doubt as our default because we never know what we're doing, right? Like every stage of motherhood is brand new. You've never been there before. And even if you've had multiple kids, on your second or third kid, maybe you're like, yeah, I've had a toddler before, but it's a different kid and you've never done it with the same uh, former children under tow, right? So we're always going into these new phases of life and motherhood with motherhood. What are your defaults with that? Do you let doubt be your default in motherhood? And then when you layer in a pandemic, do you let doubt be your default there where you go to this place of you feel like nothing ever works out in your favor? Everything's harder than it seems like it should be. Where is your mindset around all of that? So do you catch yourself ruminating on why things are always so hard or spiraling into endless descents of negative self-talk or taking on a constantly negative attitude that kind of like, oh, of course, this isn't going to work out the way I wanted it to kind of an attitude. We've all been around people like that. We all know like it's so not fun. You've all been around people who have that attitude as soon as something starts to go wrong. They're like, oh, of course, this is going to go wrong, too. And it's like so painful to be around people who have that attitude. And yet, sometimes we fall into that ourselves. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat 
chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, It's very digestible, and the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. So I'm wondering if over the course of your journey through motherhood and then layering in the last 20 months of a pandemic, if maybe you've fallen into a pattern of letting doubt be your default, and maybe it's self-doubt and maybe it's negative self-talk and maybe it's just generally letting yourself ruminate in those negative spaces. Of course, you have every reason to own the relentlessness of this season. So whether we're talking about the relentlessness of this pandemic, or we're talking about the relentlessness of mothering, or the relentlessness of those two things layered together. But here's the thing, if it's compromising your mindset as you navigate your everyday life, then it's time to check in on your defaults. So really look at like, how are you managing day to day? And is your mindset in a place where it's hard for you to navigate everyday life because you find yourself leaning into doubt more often than not? So why does doubt become our default? Because this is not just about me shaming you for having negative self-talk. Because first of all, that wouldn't be productive. And also like, That's not what it's all about. It's really about objectively looking at ourselves and being like, oh, shoot, I've fallen into these patterns and they're not serving me. It does not need to be about critical self-judgment at all. 
So let's look at why does doubt become our default? So doubt can become our default because we fall into a trap of comparing ourselves to others. And we think other people are doing it right, I'm putting this in air quotes, or better. And so then we think that we're doing it bad or wrong. (laughs) And like everyone else knows what they're doing and I don't. And oh my goodness, it has been so easy during this time and so easy just in the age of social media to at any time open up a social media app and feel like, Everyone else has it figured out. Everyone else is just able to live this picture perfect life every damn day. And here I am where everything is always just like the land of the hard. (laughs) And so comparison would definitely be one of the reasons doubt would become our default because we see people around us doing things that makes it look like they're doing things right or better. And we get stuck fixated on that. Another reason doubt might become your default is because the stories that you've been told about your strengths or narratives that you've created over your lifespan don't serve you. So doubt can become your default if you were told growing up like "Mm, math was never your thing or writing was never your thing. And you're like, hmm, but like I want to open my own business, but I would never be able to keep my own books or I want to start my own blog or write a book. But I mean, writing was like never my thing. I didn't perform well in school in that area or like, you know, that was my sister was good at that. So there might be stories that you've been told about what you're good at or narratives that you've created over the span of your life that have really held you back and kept you in doubt. I will tell you, growing up not athletic and not playing sports, doubt was definitely my default with anything related to physical activity. I mean, I'm not talking like things that require great coordination like gymnastics and stuff, because for sure that... I'm talking like even things like going bowling with a group of friends. And I would be like, oh my gosh, like they're going to see that I'm a really bad athlete. And like, I think we can all agree that bowling doesn't take a tremendous amount of athleticism, but I was so insecure about my athletic ability that things that the average person would not deem to be athletic, even those things, I would really quickly resort to doubt as my default because I felt so insecure. And because I had really always believed that I was really bad at anything athletic because first of all, I'd never done anything athletic. And then secondly, I didn't have a body that looked athletic. And then I hadn't really had the opportunity to even see people in my family or people like, I mean, I had friends who played sports, but I didn't see people who like shared my blood doing athletic things. So I was just like, oh yeah, we're just not good at that. Like as a gene pool, we're not good at those things. And I really leaned into that hard until my early twenties when I started running very slowly, very awkwardly, and then ultimately stepping into doing some races and then recognizing like, oh, you're not the fastest and definitely not the best form, but like you can go for a long time. You have some strong legs, that's for sure. You can go up hills all day long. And then I got on a bike and was like, oh, I can also ride bikes up hills all day long and I can swim for a long time. Like I have really great endurance and I just had no idea. And I had to really lean back into this when I started skiing a few years ago because doubt quickly became my default. Because my story, as you all know, around skiing was I don't like speed. I don't like momentum. I don't like things that are high up. So all of those things make mountains not my best friend. And I had to lean into you are someone who really excels when you put your mind to it when it comes to physical feats. But you just have to give yourself the chance to practice and focus and not let your head get in the way. And it really was a test in not letting doubt become my default. Because every time I get on the mountain still three years later, 
I'm like, please don't let me die today. (laughs) That's still like doubt is my default. And I have to override that and be like, but you just did this last weekend and you did not die. And you did it the weekend before that and you did not die. And you did it a whole bunch of days last year and you did not die. Like I always have to find the proof that's going to support the right mindset if I want to make it through a day on the mountain. So look at the stories you have been maybe told about your strengths or narratives that maybe you've created over your lifespan that have maybe put you in the space of letting doubt become your default. And then last would be social conditioning. So doubt becomes our default because we're socially conditioned to believe all sorts of things around what women can do and what moms can do and what women can't do and what moms can't do and what we are qualified for and what we are not qualified for. And so from a very young age, we're told we should look certain ways, that women's bodies should look and act certain ways, that we should behave a certain way in order to please other people, that we should achieve certain things things in order to be deemed worthy or successful, that we should desire certain things, that we should aspire to be like certain people, that we should aspire to fit a certain mold or to meet a certain status quo. So there's tons of social conditioning around shoulds that can push us into the space of doubt becoming our default, because instead of leaning into what we really want, we beat ourselves up over what we think we should want or what we should do instead of what we really want to do or what really is appealing to us as an individual human versus the way we've been conditioned by society. So I want you to think about where has doubt become your default and where is that really not serving you? Whether it is the way that you show up in your relationships, whether it's the way that you show up in terms of how you parent. If you are going through a hard season, I've had a number of friends talk to me about this as they've entered like parenting tweens and teens and doubt becomes their default. They're like, whoa, like I had things under control till a certain age and this is a completely new ball game and I feel so out of my league and then doubt becomes the default where it's like, I feel like I'm messing up every day. I feel like I'm not, and because a teenager does not let you off the hook and a teenager's attitude generally doesn't build a parent's confidence, <laughs> then you get that reinforcement, right? Where your teen is like, you're awful. And you're like, oh my God, maybe I am. Maybe I really am the most awful person in the world. So it's really easy when we are entering in new seasons or in relentless seasons to find ourselves in those places where doubt becomes our default. For you, it might be maybe not in relationships as much or maybe not in interpersonal relationships as much as maybe in the work that you're doing, whether it's in the workplace or in building your own business, or maybe you're doing one and you want to be doing the other. Maybe it's the things that you thought you would have achieved in the last two years when you were in like 2019, when you were looking forward to 2020 and you're like, I'm going to own 2020. And now you look and you're like, wow, <laughs> those things that I thought I would do entering into 2020 are like, haven't even gotten close to those things. And like, what have I done? And so let's look at where you're at in terms of how you carry doubt. And then what are your defaults right now when it comes to doubt? And how do you manage them? And is the way that you're managing self-doubt right now, is it productive? Because doubt is just a normal part of life. But are you managing it in a way that is productive for you so that it's not stifling to you and preventing you from moving forward and preventing you from making progress in the areas where you do want to make progress and have growth, even if it's not the progress and growth that you would have imagined a couple of years ago? but progress and growth as you are able to do so in these current times. So let's look at other 
default options. So you can probably, I'm sure I've given a couple of examples already where you're like, oh shoot, I totally do that. Like I'm the person who gets up in the morning and I say these horrible things to myself as I'm getting dressed or I have an interaction at work and I beat myself up over it or I find myself ruminating over not being a good mom. So if you know that those are your defaults, let's look at what are some other options that could be more productive for you. So I want to first talk about looking for truths because the thing that I love the most is how we always get to choose. And sometimes we just make poor choices, like let's be honest. So when we fall into comparison or when we fall, you know, into social conditioning, consciously or unconsciously sometimes, like we're just picking the wrong truth to follow. And we can flip that once we have conscientiousness around it. So Glennon Doyle, who I've referenced so many times around this exact same, but she always asks what is true and what is beautiful. So when you look at doubt becoming your default, let's flip that upside down. And instead, let's look for proof of other truths. And we can always find other truths. But sometimes you have to like step out of yourself a little bit to do that. So what are some other things that are true? Yes, things are really hard right now. And maybe you feel like other people are doing it better. Other people have it figured out. But also, could you look for other evidence that supports who you are and how strong you are. And I think that what we miss sometimes is the kinds of evidence that we're collecting. We're always collecting women, people, humans, we're always collecting data. We're excellent data gatherers. And we are really good, women especially, are really good at collecting the wrong data. So we will, if we see proof of like that we're not good at something, we like add that to a little checklist in our head. If we see proof that someone else is better than us, we add that to a checklist. If we see proof that we failed in a certain way or missed the mark in a certain way, we add that to a checklist. So instead, let's look at the checklist that we're keeping. Let's look for the proof of the other truths. So are you adding to your checklist things like, when things get hard, I always figure it out. Because in this pandemic, I promise you, things have gotten hard a whole bunch of times and you've always figured it out, right? So that's the truth. Have you looked for the truth around your adaptability? Can you own the truth that says, I have adapted and shifted gears in the past and I'm good at finding creative solutions? Again, if you have survived any amount of motherhood or any amount of a pandemic, (laughs) you have adapted and shifted gears multiple times. So you are good at finding creative solutions. Are you carrying that truth with you? How about this one? What if this was one of your defaults? I grow a lot during hard times and during times of transitions, and I always benefit from that growth. How great would it be to carry that one around from you? So that even when you're like, yep, still in a hard season, you could recognize that I'm growing right now. Instead of waking up every day and like, oh, it's just so hard. Instead, like every day I'm growing, every day I'm growing. And some days when you say that, you might be faking it a little bit. (laughs) You might be rolling your eyes (laughs) at your own statement. But the truth is you are always growing, right? And you always are benefiting from that. What if that was your default? What if your default, instead of looking at all the things that other people do and comparing yourselves to everyone, yourself to other people who you think are always doing it right or better, what if you really leaned into being the one who does it differently? What if your default was, I learn differently? I live differently. I see things differently. I engage with the world differently. I create differently. And that's my superpower. What if those could be your defaults? 
And if those could be your defaults, then what would it be like for you to move through life, to move through your days, to move through hard seasons, whether it's a hard season in a pandemic or a hard season of parenting a tween who thinks you're the most awful person in the world. And then the second piece of this, I want you to look for the proof of other truths. And then I want you to also look for the yes ands, the yes ands, because here's the thing. I don't want you to override when things are hard. I want you to own like this is a hard moment. I get to own that or this is a hard season or I never thought I would be facing this. I'm really frustrated or I'm really tired or I'm really burnt out. Owning all that is great. And what follows that? You're not going to just own the hard part without the and. So what's the yes and? So maybe it's something like this is a hard moment and I know things will get better and I have the power to make them better. So the yes and is, yes, this is a hard moment, and I know things are going to get better, and I know that I have the power to make them better. Because then you can look at your new default of, I have the power to make them better because I am good at coming up with creative solutions. Here's another one for you. Yes, I didn't used to be good at this, and I can learn and do better. So I was just talking the other day with in a group I was teaching actually about self-trust and intuition to a group of women. It was so much fun. So shout out for anyone who was in Abby Parrott's group that I got to speak to last week. Oh my goodness, we have so much fun. And we were talking about like the first time that you write something or the first time, this is a group of writers. So like the first time you write something, it's never great. (laughs) But we all want our first thing to be amazing, right? Or like the first time I recorded a podcast episode, of course, I wanted it to be incredible. And if I went back and listened to my first episode, it would probably I'd be like, very critical of it. And like, wow, (laughs) I've grown a lot since then, right? Now I'm tempted to go back and listen. So what if what if we could look at something that we are learning? And instead of saying like, I'm awful at this, I'm never going to get it. I'm just not gifted in this way. Instead to say, I'm not good at this right now, or I didn't do a great job this first time, and I can learn and do better. Because what we often do is we do something once, and we think it was went awful, and then we never do it again. So the first time I went to spin class, oh my goodness, it was a disaster, like capital D disaster. I went in, felt like I was a total hot shot. I had trained for a lot of half marathons at that time. So I was like, I can run for two hours straight, no problem. I got on a spin bike and was like toast in like 10 minutes and still had to get through the other 50, five, zero minutes of class. And I mean, I just couldn't do it. I like overdid it so in such a huge way in those first 10 minutes that I was just like completely toast. So I got off that bike and I was like, never again. And a year and a half later, a friend took me to a different class, a different teacher, different gym, everything with this woman who was so great. And I told her my experience. I was like, this once before, it was really awful. I don't want to be here today. But like my friend dragged me here. And she's like, I want you to just focus on ma- like feeling good the whole class, like never make it hard enough that you don't feel good anymore, which to me in my mind at that time was like, well, then that doesn't even count as a workout. Why would I bother? But I listened to her and she had amazing music and I got done with that class and I was like, holy cow. I'm coming back tomorrow. And within months, I got my spin certification and I became a spin teacher and I taught spin for years. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. 
Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earnin can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So here's the thing. When I went that first time and I got done, well, I mean, I didn't even get done with the class. Within 10 minutes, I was like, oh, I'm really bad at this. I'm never doing it again. So if I could have instead gone into a yes and statement and I could have said, I didn't do great at this today and I can learn and do better, I could have figured it out a lot sooner and gone back way sooner than a year and a half later. And it would have been a totally different situation. So I want you to think about all the things that you potentially have walked away from because you like tried them once and maybe only tried them halfway and decided that you were really bad at that or that didn't work out the way you wanted or it didn't meet your expectations in some way. And so therefore you couldn't do it. Another yes and is yes, that didn't go the way I wanted. And that doesn't mean I'm not qualified or worthy or successful. So this is a really important one. When things go sideways, as they inevitably do, whether it is a hard conversation with a partner, whether it's a hard conversation with your kid, whether it's the way you manage a tantrum, whether it is something that you performed on at work, there's always going to be things that didn't go the way you wanted, right? That doesn't mean that you're not qualified or worthy or successful, but that's where we always jump. We jump into like, I'm not qualified and someone else is way more qualified. Bob in accounting can do it better or my partner can do it better or my child can do it better. So where's the yes and here? Yes, that didn't go the way I wanted. That's frustrating. It's defeating. I'm really annoyed. And that doesn't mean that I'm not qualified or worthy or successful. So I have tons of friends who are online business owners. And so many things have not gone the way we wanted in the last two years, like so, so many things. And every time I talk to a friend about this, we talk about the massive amount of mental space that we have to hold when our businesses don't perform the way we expect them to or the way we want them to, and the outcome doesn't match the energy and 
enthusiasm and effort we put in? And then how do we make sure that we don't have any connection or correlation to whether or not we were qualified, worthy, or successful in that instance? So if a launch went poorly, that is no indication of you being qualified to do your job or worthy of doing your job or successful in your industry. It means that from potentially many reasons, a launch didn't go well. So I can tell you from my own experience, like launching to moms is really hard right now. Launching in summer is really hard right now. Launching in a pandemic is really hard right now. Launching to sell online programs is really hard right now. I did all four of those things in July. It did not go the way I thought it was going to go because of those four things. And I had, it was funny, I was talking with a group of friends at the time and I was like very even keeled about the whole thing because I've been doing this for 18 years and I cannot have my outcomes in my business correlated with my qualifications or my worth or my success. I'm qualified and worthy and successful no matter how a launch goes because I've been doing this for so long and I can look at what is true and objectively look at what happened and not have that connected to my own self-worth and not have that connected to whether or not I'm a good coach or a good leader or a good whatever the thing might be. But that has taken a lot of work. And that might be some work that you need to do to look for that yes and. Yes, that didn't go the way I wanted. And that doesn't mean that I'm not qualified or worthy or successful. All right? So when it comes to self-doubt, when it comes to doubt in general, is doubt your default? Has doubt been your default and you didn't quite catch it or know it? And now you're recognizing like, oh, shoot, this is holding me back and it's time to do something about it. Let's look at why doubt became your default from an objective place, not from a place of being self-critical or like, you know, being really hard on yourself. Look at why doubt became your default. And then let's look at some new default options. And then let's use those proof of other truths and look for those yes ands, okay? If you know someone who's struggling with doubt, if you know someone who's just stuck in their mindset and just feeling down and feeling like they're having a hard time bringing momentum back into their life and like getting on top of things and putting one foot in front of the other, please, please share this episode. Take a screenshot of the episode on your phone right now. Tag me at Shameless Mom Academy. I always reshare your screenshots when you share them on Instagram. I love to see them. I love your support and appreciate you all so, so much. And then last thing for you, If you are a mom in business, I am going to be running my business workshop. I run this once or twice a year. So this will be the last time I run it in 2021. And so I'll be running my business building workshop, which will teach you the following things. So this is my three essential building blocks you need to grow your business. So this is for those of you who are just starting a bit. You might not even have your business started, actually. So if you're thinking about starting a business or you already have started a business or maybe you've been growing a business for a while, but maybe doubt has become your default or there's just some things where you're like, I'm stuck on some things. I want you to join me for this free workshop. So you can get on the wait list. We're putting together all the information right now, but it's gonna be happening in November. It's totally free. It'll be on a weeknight evening. There'll be a recording if you can't come live. And during this workshop, you're gonna learn the three essential building blocks to starting and growing a successful business. You'll learn three ways to step into leadership and own your title of CEO. And you're gonna learn three common mistakes that entrepreneurs make that can cost you everything. And then there'll also be an opportunity at the very end to apply for my Tenacious Mamas Mastermind, which will start in 2022. So if you know, if you're like looking to grow your business through building an audience, through more clearly defining your offerings, becoming more visible, and really stepping into your confidence as a CEO, which is crucial for building a business, this is for you and it's totally free. So go to shamelessmom.com slash business. That's shamelessmom.com slash business 
business. And that'll just put you onto the wait list for this training. And we'll get you the information with the date and time and everything as we get a little bit closer. But I wanted to get it on your radar as soon as possible, because some of you have been asking me, when are you doing your business building stuff? When are you opening up applications for Tenacious Mamas? Are you doing any business coaching in 2022? So that's where you can get all that information. So just pop over to shamelessmom.com slash business to get signed up for that wait list and we'll get everything into your inbox ASAP. Thank you for being here, my friends. I always appreciate you being here and I'm so honored to be on this journey with you and I will be back in just a couple days with a fantastic interview for you. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be Shameless Mom of the Week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.